Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday morning. Now, since it's Monday, you know it. We start the week with a bit of trash talk. And this week on Trash Talk, former Deputy Secretary for the Environment, Christine Lowe, comes on and chats with Marcy Trentlong and shares her insight on the delay of the waste charging scheme. Hey, Trash Talk listeners, we're back again this Monday morning talking about the waste charging scheme delay and the future of waste disposal here in Hong Kong. I'm not giving up on the push to let's get started on the waste charging scheme. So I've invited Christine Lowe, previous Undersecretary for the Environment and current Chief Development Strategist at the Institute for the Environment at HKUST. I've invited her to the show to give us her insight on the future of waste here in Hong Kong. Perfect trash talk subject, right? Welcome to the show, Christine. Hi, Marcy. Thank you. (laughs) Well, let's just start with what your thinking is behind the disappointing, but understandable, maybe, delay of the government's waste charging scheme from April to August. Well, actually, it was supposed to start even last year, but um, I think various stakeholders in Hong Kong said they wasn't quite ready. So I think the government agreed that they would start uh, in 2024 instead. Uh, I think the problem was they are delaying it somewhat because when they came out to talk about the scheme, um, somehow, you know, the, the clarity wasn't there and people were clearly confused. So what the government has decided to do is to say, okay, we'll do kind of like a soft launch. They're going to start off in April with government properties and use this as a way to show everybody how things should work and then do a community launch. Uh, I think the target date is in August. Right. Well, hopefully that that is a scheme that works and there's lots of videos and lots of people that are saying, look, it's this easy. (laughs) Well, it's not going to be easy, but what people need to understand is let's not think about somebody else and what they should do, right? Mm. So Marcy, you and I live in, you know, some building in Hong Kong, right? Right. So my responsibility is to work out what I am going to do, right? So we don't have to worry about the restaurant down the road and we don't have to worry about the office in Central or in Chengkwano. So what I'm saying is if people can focus on what they need to do, they'll find it a lot easier to understand. I think so too. And, uh, and, and visuals are, are a perfect way of doing that. I, I know on uh, Backchat last week, you mentioned that Shanghai had gone through a similar implementation of a waste charging scheme. What, what were some of the bumps in the road that you saw there? Yeah, no, actually, when I was in government, and this is back in 2012, 2013, when, when I was government, we put out the waste plan. And at that time, government, and that wasn't just me, right? You know, that was Mm -hmm. many colleagues in EPD. uh, In order to put together a waste plan, we actually studied what happened elsewhere in the world. So we looked at uh, Seoul and Korea. We looked at what happened in Taipei. And of course, fast forward in 2019, Shanghai did it. So uh, when I refer to Shanghai, I'm kind of thinking, well, everybody remembered something about what happened in Shanghai. (laughs) And when they launched it, you know, for the first few months, uh, you know, there were so many complaints. People were confused, you know, what is it really going to be? And and WeChat was ablaze with complaints (laughs) and questions. We all remember that. Yeah, we all remember that. 
However, after about four months or so, when people knew what they should do, what they need to to comply, things kind of settled down. So in a way, as I said, we 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 looked at the situation elsewhere in the world earlier on. Um, it, it is going to happen in Hong Kong, and you know because you can't have a community of several million people all knowing what to do all at the same time. Uh, even if government did a really really good PR job to explain everything to us, so um, I think it's good. Maybe may, maybe it's good that government is actually having a, a soft launch. We could all go and watch it. Uh, but it is still going to be a bit of a mess because we need to get everybody to kind of change their habits in exactly. how they deal with waste, where they live, where they work, where they study, and so on and so forth. And it could be a fun community event. I mean, I know everyone's worried about what their neighbor's going to be doing, but the reality is it's a really great opportunity to teach your neighbor and your children and your family about recycling maybe, right? Well, I mean, first of all is make sure you know what to do, because otherwise you'll be giving misinformation to your neighbor. But the situation isn't that complicated if you're looking at it from the point of view of a, a resident in a building, right? You know, you go and buy bags, you put your rubbish in the bag, and you already have a waste separation system in your building. So, for example, in my building, uh, we have these big bins that EPD gives out for free to anyone who asks for them. So I separate my waste, you know, the, the glass bottles, the, uh, uh, the cans, you know, the aluminium cans, the plastic bottles, news waste and so on. Right. So I separate them all. I take them downstairs. And so that doesn't go into my charge bag in the future. So I think uh, I can probably use the smallest bag and, <laughs> you know, maybe I can even use one bag for several days because I've separated out my waste. So I think that's, that's what people should think of doing rather than saying, oh, there's, you know, a lot of people in Hong Kong this time seem to be confused about whether waste separation was still uh, a policy in Hong Kong. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. It gets a little confusing. And, and I don't know if you have been able to see into the crystal ball at all as to whether or not, you know, now recycling rates, you know, knock on wood will go up, right? With the waste charging scheme, because you don't want to have to pay for your waste. You're motivated, we hope, to put it in the recycling. Is it going to be a, you know, logistical challenge then for Hong Kong to collect and get all the recycling to its home? Well, uh, I mean, for any system, the biggest challenge is to collect waste, right? You know, yep. because you need people to have separated them for someone then to collect it and then taken to places where the waste could either be disposed of or could be reused and recycled. I mean, this, uh, if you imagine so many different types of waste, right? So if you just imagine those uh, uh, EPD big boxes that you get in your flat, well, who's going to take the bottles where? Who's going to take the newsprint where, right? You know, so, and all these things have different markets um, and all of them kind of need to function before you actually see recycling going up. But the separation rate uh, should be going up if people want to limit what they pay for the waste that they have to pay for in the future. So it's an economic tool to drive people to think about lowering their cost. You know, it's classic, you know, uh, 
environmental economics. So it's finally coming to Hong Kong. And you know, it works in Taipei, it works in Seoul, it works in Tokyo, it works in Shanghai. So Hong Kong people are no less capable. I don't see why we can't get it right. I completely agree. I think I actually, I think, and especially, of course, trash talk listeners are very capable of separating their waste and know how to do it. Do you think that the government is thinking about getting a, a sorting facility or a material recovery place where it all can go and get use, you know, AI to separate? Oh, there goes the glass. There goes the plastic. Well, I mean, right now they are separating them already. Uh, for example, uh, when I'm in the US, for example, where I've spent some time teaching, there is another kind of system uh, prevalent in the US where people dump waste in, in like, you know, one, in one big bag, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and somehow you take it somewhere, nobody ever sees it. Yeah. And the machine is supposed to separate it. And, you know, I think, I think the recycling, the actual extraction rate must not be very high. No. Because once you contaminate, right, the waste, exactly. for example, the paper, you got it wet, right? You know, it's got to yeah. be chucked out. Yeah. So if you go to Japan, of course, you know, they have the finest waste separation. <laughs> Everything is separated so well. Okay. So the Japanese are willing to do that. The Americans are not willing to do that. <laughs> no. The Europeans are somewhere in the middle, you know, and for us in Hong Kong, we don't have big pieces of land where you can go and have machine to separate everything, right? Or, or, yeah. or we haven't allocated the land to do that. So I think let's go with what we have right now. I think the government has been working to put this waste separation system in place. But the issue is um, somebody then has to take that waste and is it economically viable for them to actually recycle it? Now, the right. waste charging scheme uh, makes that a little bit more viable. But, you know, um, waste paper, for example, or aluminium cans, these are all commodities. So we'll have to see. And in a way, if we increase the charge, then it makes it more viable. But we're just starting off right now. So let's go with the scheme in Hong Kong. And then see what happens, right? So yeah, but as I mean, we... you know, waste is a huge issue, right? I mean, if you're running a city, this is this is one of your major issues. In the past, just chuck it away, you know, get it out of my sight. <laughs> and if you're in the US where the primary the, the primary treatment method is not treatment, but disposal. Oh, right? I know. So we, have Nevada. we have Nevada. We have Nevada. Yes, in the US is all, you know, uh, uh, landfills. So in different jurisdictions, they're actually different attitudes, different systems, and so on to deal with waste. But for small places like Hong Kong, Singapore, you really want to uh, get it right. Because That's you've got nowhere to throw it, right? You've, you've got to get the equipment, you've got a technology to get it right. Exactly. Well, Christine, thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you also for leading the charge and the excitement of let's just get started, right? Thank you. Yes, let's get started and get stuck in. <laughs> you can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. If you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. 
Thank you very much indeed, Marcy, for your great feature this week's Trash Talk. And as Marcy said, there'll be more Trash Talk to come. Uh, Not next week, because next week is a public holiday, uh, but the week after. And of course, if you want to listen back to all the other episodes, then you can go to our podcast page, uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, all of it. And also you can revisit our homepage for the archive as well. And this week on Trash Talk, Marcy was speaking to the former Deputy Secretary for the uh, Environment, for the former Undersecretary. Secretary for the Environment, Christine Lowe, to talk about her insight on the delay of the waste charging scheme.